Joe Rojas is co-founder and chief visionary of Start, Grow, Manage, based in New York, and the author of How Entrepreneurs Thrive. He is a business coach, advisor, and consultant who helps entrepreneurs overcome the challenges of business formation to create profitable, growing businesses. As a serial entrepreneur himself, he has faced the challenge of making new and growing businesses work. His career started in the military, where he became an expert in information technology, even forming his own managed service company, which nearly failed. Through that experience, he discovered the formula for growing businesses and learned that most entrepreneurs are good at what they do, but often struggle to build a business. Welcome to Eventist 365, a show where we talk to proven leaders and trendsetters in the corporate event industry and find out what it takes to create amazing and impactful corporate events. I'm your host, Yanit DaCosta. Let's start the show. All right, so we're here with Joe Rojas, one of my favorite people. I hang out with him like every Wednesday, but we'll talk about that a little later. Hang out with him every single Wednesday for like a whole hour where he like literally changes my life. He's the guy who actually somehow managed to get me to start a podcast. Well, him and I think about seven other people, but here we are. So Joe, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to this. Listen, you can't possibly be more excited than me. So I kind of just want to like jump right into it. Like I met you as a speaker at the Start Your Own Design Business Conference that the Graphic Artists Guild put together. And I was so amazed by your delivery and the value that you added to the conference that now I see you every week, right? Because you like literally constantly changed my life. We can say that there are four basic definitions for speakers, professional, motivational, celebrity, and like, you know, the speaker brewers. Can you agree with that? Mm -hmm. All right. So how would you categorize yourself within those four basic groups? Yeah, I would probably say I'm professional. That's kind of not like a professional speaker. I'm speaking to professionals about sharpening their acts. That's really where I look from. That's the lens that I look through. All right. So don't hate me. I feel like that sounds more like a motivational speaker, not because you're like just motivating people to just do arbitrary things, but I feel like you're motivating people to take a very specific action when you speak. And Mm. you may be speaking to a professional audience, but like, that's not your day job, right? Like your day job isn't to like get up and like talk all the time, is it? It's what I do, but I do it more in group settings. You've been at my day job. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it there. I love it there. I keep yeah. coming back. So I guess I can understand how you manage to categorize yourself in the professional realm. All right. So dial it back just a little bit. When someone decides to book you to speak at an event, what is their main reason for booking you? The main reason somebody would book me or there's three of us that do this speaking at events is because they want entrepreneurs to get better at what they're doing. They have business owners and they want those business owners to get some value, whether that be in better marketing, whether that be in process or process automation, whether that be in sales, they're looking to bring value to that group of entrepreneurs 
in a way that's going to have them walk out going, wow, that was great. That really helped me. That moved something for me. That's really what we focus on and what we try to deliver. I don't know that we deliver it every time as a group, whether we go out by ourselves or whether we go out all together. That's really what we're always looking to do. And what I'm looking to do when I'm out there is provide that level of value. So that's why somebody would book us. Is there ever a instance where someone tries to book you and you're like, nah, this isn't for me? Yeah, well, that happens fairly regularly, actually. But why? Because it's inconsistent. Either the organization is inconsistent with our values, right? Or they're inconsistent with our philosophy. Okay. So our philosophy is that we're a human-centric company, right? So if you're going to be a business, and being human-centric means that, one, the business has to make money. So it can't pay the people if it doesn't make money. Two, it has to put people first. And it has to operate from a perspective of abundance. And it has to respect the environment. And it has this a whole bunch of, we have seven different aspects. It's a great blog post and on our website about it, but we have seven different aspects of the human-centric model. And so that's our philosophy. That's our core. If it's inconsistent with that, the people that are asking us to speak, likely we will not speak there, right? Or it's not a fit, right? The audience is the wrong audience, that the message is not for them. So if someone asks us to speak to a group of junior lawyers that are not the people that own the firm, that's not our audience. We're not going to provide real value. Now, they ask us to speak to a group of partners that are looking to take their firms to the next level, that's our audience, right? It's really, we look at it from multiple dimensions, but I think first and foremost is this company or organization align with our values and our philosophy. Gotcha. So what you're saying is that the purpose or the mission of the event as a whole really does matter. What really does matter when you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, yes, I do want to align myself with this particular thing. Absolutely. So you talked about the reasons you would say no. I'm going to assume that just the opposite is the reason why you say yes then. Yeah. All right. So let's dive deeper into the yeses, right? When we're talking about, okay, yes, I want to, I accept the offer to come and speak, to participate, to add value to this audience. Are you looking for more mutually beneficial reasons to speak other than money? Yeah, well, our reason for existing is to have entrepreneurs thrive. So if we can provide value, whether people come do business with us or not, if they're entrepreneurs, our whole vision is to create a world where entrepreneurs can thrive. You step into this world, you're going to thrive. Whether you're paying us or you're not paying us, this is the world that we've created. How do you build a business machine? What are the components of the business machine? How do you stop hustling? How do you stop grinding all the time? Oh, grind. We're going to grind. No, we're not. <laughs> we're going to build a machine that does the work for you so you can have a life and you can spend time with your family and you can make money. That's the game that we're in. We're always looking to, that's what we're looking for. And if the organization that we're lining up with is talking about that, if that's what they're all, if they're all about hustle, hustle, it's probably not for us. If remember when about, I used to be all about the grind, Joe? I remember that. <laughs> Transitions. Remember that. Right? Isn't it a different life now? Yeah, it's a whole different life. It's a whole different vibe. guys. 
just wait till the end. You're going to hear all about how Joe basically changed my life. But I'm telling you, it's a thing. It's a thing. I love your new drone videos. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so when did you decide that functioning from a place as a speaker was a great added value to you and to the community that you decided, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go full force on doing this thing. That was not an intentional. <laughs> right. So I had led a course for like chamber or something like that, led a course. And somebody who participated in that course said, hey, we're doing an event at Seton Hall University that we'd like you to come speak to. I said, well, who's going to be there? Right. And they said, well, it's all minority entrepreneurs that are stuck, that are looking to get their business on opportunity. Stop talking. I'm there. Right. And I brought all, like I said, everything. I had all the stuff. So I brought all my stuff set up, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, no, we're going to move you over there. So after everything was set up, we had to take everything down and we moved into this classroom. And I did a talk. And I still have some of those people as clients from that first talk. Right. Now, I had talked before on business. I've done some speaking nationally on, on some, I was invited to speak at the Sage Summit on entrepreneurship and a couple of different places. But I think that particular talk, one where I wasn't with other speakers, like I wasn't on a bench of speakers that are going to go through and do this. It was just me, right? And I went and I did this thing and it was absolutely amazing. And I loved what it provided for people, even the people that didn't become our clients. I've tracked some of those people and I've seen the successes and I've seen some of our work <laughs> out there in the world, right? Like you could see it implemented and that's really what it's all about. So for me, it's just exciting to do that. So when we're looking for our organizations to speak, they're the organizations that are trying to help those under a million dollar companies. Cause there's a lot of organizations that help the bigger company, the four or $5 million companies, the companies that have a team. There's a lot of coaching for people that have teams. There's a lot of trainings. There's a lot that all that, but it's those smaller organizations that are under a million dollars that there's just a gap in the quality of the training that gets provided. And for us, that's really the gap that we're looking for. And so that's for me, that's where I come from personally, as I look at that. Does that make sense to you? No, it makes no sense to me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It clearly makes sense to me because I'm a part of that world. <laughs> <laughs> right? As you're kind of like talking about like who you're trying to speak to and, and who you're trying to add value to, you mentioned the smaller organizations who don't necessarily get the amount of attention that they need in order to get to that next level, right? In yeah. order to have those conversations with the Hiltons and publics and be part of their service list of vendors that they want to turn to. But you put you help put people in the position to to make that connection to get to that place, right? Understanding that you're like coming out here, you're about to low key help. I'm not even gonna say the underdog because I don't even think I don't think it's the underdog. I think it's people who like are trying to push forward, like the people who well, want to win. How much notice are you looking for before you say yes to going to an event to helping someone like that? And help us understand the parameters around how much notice you actually need. Well. Right now, fortunately, thank God, awesome, all kinds of things, right? We're exploding. Like we have a, a huge growth. So the more notice, the better, right? But if somebody gives me 
five or six days notice, I can rearrange life and show up if it's the right organization and we can provide value for them. But we'd have to be able to provide real value. Heard and understood. Let's put some scenarios out there. (laughs) I feel like we need to dive a little bit deeper in there because. Okay. All right, Joe, I'm going to book you for an event in Australia. It's next week, Wednesday. It's a group of entrepreneurs who are all struggling to, you know, hit that $1 million in revenue mark and they are eager to learn. What do you do? I make it work. But what parameters do you need to make that work? And there has to be parameters, right? Like, what are you looking for? Are you going to be like, all right, well. I want to know who the organization is. I want to know what they've done in the past. I want to know if they have a a mission. I want to know what that mission is, right? And then I want to see if we're aligned with that mission. Because what if it's a group of entrepreneurs that sells guns to children? (laughs) I don't want to go speak to (laughs) I don't want to go speak to those guys. I want to find out what the mission is, right? Like it sounds great. So I'm gonna do a little digging and find out who they are and go look online, do a little snooping and say, oh yeah, look, look at all the great work that these guys are doing. A friend of mine sent me on LinkedIn a post of the Dean of the Rutgers Entrepreneurial and Economic Development Organization. They did an article on Forbes. And I sent him a message on LinkedIn and said, anything I can do for you, I'd be glad to talk. We're aligned with your values, right? And the next day I'm going to a meeting and I get a phone call. And it's like, Mr. Rojas, yeah, Dr. Richardson, I'd like to speak to you. Who? from Rutgers University. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Right. And then he got on the phone and through a series of conversations, we ended up leading a great course at the Rutgers entrepreneur and the center for entrepreneur and economic development. Right. And it was phenomenal. And a lot of those people were still in communication with, we still do work with, and they've grown their business. They've doubled the, the size of their businesses and that organization at Rutgers is really committed to helping under a million dollar entrepreneurs take it to the next level. So again, your mission really aligned with theirs. And so saying yes was number one, easy, but number two, but number two, getting that access was almost instantaneous because there was no hard sell. It was just, Hey, we're your kind of people. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's the same way, like on both sides. But devil's advocate, once again, I need you to come to Australia next week, Wednesday. I got your perfect audience. There is no per diem. We have no plane ticket for you, but we need you to show up. What do you do? Well, I asked some questions. What's the questions? I want to hear them. Great. So let's prepare uh, the people for the questions. Great. So how many people are going to be there? Right. Can I sell my programs there? Is there anything that I have to pay to sell my programs there? Cause I'm going to pay for the trip. I'm going to pay for the thing. And then, so I don't want any hooks later. I get there. It's like, Oh yeah, you can sell your programs here, but we keep 50% of the money. No, that's not the way it works. Right. So, so you're saying our values are aligned. Everything is good. Then what we could do is look and see whether that is an investment that we're willing to make as an organization to go talk to those folks. There's going to be 10 people there. And the answer is probably not. You could tell me, look, I have 2000 people, tickets are sold, they're confirmed, the speaker canceled. You know, I have this event, I really can't afford to pay some, but the guy ran away with my money. <laughs> this is what happened, right? I'm gonna dig a little bit into that, find out what that happened. 
And then I'm going to say, okay, well, here are some parameters because I'd definitely be interested because I know we can see the thing that I'm sure about is we can help people 100%. So here is kind of like what I'm really trying to dig into. When people listen to this podcast, they are prepared for any scenario when they're going out and finding their ideal top tier speakers that they feel like are going to really and truly add value to their event. When they're going out and they're putting together these pitches, what kind of information do these top tier speakers want to know so they don't have to do the back and forth? This is all the information that you need to provide. That's really why I'm drilling at you and trying Good. to get so, these questions. So, then, so that's a different thing. So let's talk about people like me, right? That are speaking to provide value to an audience. That's what they're committed to. And they won't go and speak to anybody who pays money to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there are people who are professional speakers mm -hmm. and the people who are professional speakers. They're looking for a fee. They want their plane ticket paid for. They are only going to fly first class. They're professional, real professional speakers. They're going to command a 50 to 150 to 200 to $300,000 fee for a couple of hours. And everything's got to get paid for. Right. We're out to bring a particular level of transformation to the business world. Right. And so those are two different animals. So it depends on what size organization you are and which kind of speaker you're looking for. Right? I'm about to poke at you so bad, Joe. Go, go for it. <laughs> Joe, remember my first question? Which one about Australia? What category would you put yourself? Professional, oh, so you're saying, motivational, yeah, so, celebrity, yeah. or the bureau? Right. Well, I don't know that then I fit into any of those categories. What? Which category do you think I fit in? I may, maybe I don't understand the categories well enough. You know, okay, that's valid. Yeah. Everything that you're saying to me right now feels like someone who is a motivational speaker, someone whose message is meant to create a very specific impact for their specific mission, right? To get people to take a very specific action yeah, surrounding I a just, very specific thing. The thing that, what do you get if, if you motivate a bunch of idiots? If you motivate a bunch of idiots? Yeah. Foolishness. I don't know. A bunch of motivated idiots. That's exactly right. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of motivation, right? I want people to think and commit, which is very different than get motivated because motivation goes away. The second I go away, commitment is something that is enduring because you're doing it with yourself. You're not doing it with us. And so, although people often feel motivated <laughs> when I speak, right, I shy away from branding myself a motivational speaker because I'm not a hype guy, or at least I don't consider myself one. You know what? I decided I wasn't going to push back on that either. <laughs> Go on ahead, Joe. You've hyped me up to do a couple of things, so I don't know. I don't know. Right. But it's not about motivation. It's about you find a sense of commitment to yourself and your own mission and your own values and your own thing that you decided. It wasn't because I said. Right. And so that's the thing. That's why I'm careful with that motivational. You know, if you had a commitment speaker category, I'm down. <laughs> Those four are like super basic, right? Like everything you can dive deeper and get more specific. And yeah, we're talking high level here. Well, we're um, okay. talking high level. I guess I would have to put myself in the motivational 
bucket, but I'm very, very, with a lot of qualifiers, <laughs> with a lot of qualifiers. I have to have all the qualifiers. I'm not going to lie, Joe. I mm -hmm. think that's the biggest win I've ever had with you. I'm going <laughs> to put that down in my back pocket. I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> you know, hey, Joe, remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> all right, run it back just a little bit. How do you determine the kind of presentation you're going to give at an event? And I'm saying that because I feel like there, there are some things that you need to get from the event organizers in order to really decide what kind of format makes the most sense. Well, I'm mostly speaking to businesses that are under a million dollars. My talk is always the same talk. It's a roadmap to get to a million dollars. Now, if I'm doing it to artists, I'm going to talk about art. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. I was there. Right? If I'm doing it to lawyers, I'm gonna talk about law. If I'm doing it to doctors, I'm gonna talk about medicine. If I'm doing it to technicians, to computer guys, I'm gonna talk about technology, right? But it's all the same talk. It's just in the way that you can hear it, right? Because I ran a, a company called Computer ER and our target audience was clinics and health centers and blah, blah, blah. Our technicians wore scrubs, right? They wore scrubs at a clipboard. And you didn't open a ticket, you opened a case, right? <laughs> and we had, oh, I have your case right here, you know? And, oh, we're going to do triage and all that stuff. And, like, so if we were speaking in the language of our client always. And so that's when you are speaking to an audience, you want to remove as much friction as possible. And so you find out a little bit about them and what they're interested in, and then you speak in that language. But my message is always the same. These are the five components that you need to get yourself ready to build the business machine. These are the five components of the business machine. These are the three things you need to get stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> that is so we don't have to do any censoring or change the, um, the radio. <laughs> uh, so I get the content being the same, but how would the format in itself be adjusted for an in-person event versus a virtual event versus a hybrid event. Now you're getting nitty gritty with me. Okay, good. So give me a scenario and then I can give you a little bit more. All right, scenario. The Start Your Own Design Business Conference is mm. now hybrid. You now have a room filled with visually stimulated people who mm -hmm. don't particularly like to take notes, but all want to get to a million dollars. Now what? Half of them I, I are in have person, a room full of people and I have a bunch of people remote, right? Yes. Half of them in person and half of them online. Cool. So I'm going to have a little bit of something for everybody. Okay. I'm going to have stuff under the chairs for my tactile people, <laughs> right? That need something to fidget with. I'll have some kind of toy for them to play with. Right. Especially if I'm doing art, if I'm doing art, they need something fidgety and colorful to play with. Okay. So I will give them something fidgety and colorful to play with. And I will give them a form to fill out that it's going to be part of the talk and a pen. So okay. I know they don't like to take notes, but I'm going to give them the forms and a pen. And then to my people that are online on the hybrid, there'll be a bit.ly and a QR code. And I will not be running my own slides. However, I will be speaking. Somebody will be managing all of that stuff and making sure that they're pacing the conversation with me and answering online questions. Because now you have to think about all the logistical stuff. There's going to be a bunch of online questions, right? 
and there's going to be all the local questions. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to run an event like that, you need two or three people doing production with you as a speaker, mm -hmm. right? So you need somebody who can answer those questions that are online. If there's a pool of questions that can't get answered, they need to be saved toward those Q&A sessions. And then I'll say, okay, now I'll take some questions from online. And then your person that's interacting with the people online will read the questions and then you'll answer all those questions. And you have to have, I don't like slides that have a gajillion words on. They usually just have a picture, right? So the picture has to tell the story. And then you look at the picture. We have a slide that's just a guy in a suit pushing a boulder up a mountain. I could talk to that slide for half an hour. <laughs> right? And then the next slide is a machine taking the boulder and putting it on top of a mountain. So which would you rather have? So if I'm doing that event, right, I'm going to prepare for those things. Now, if I'm doing the same event for a room full of CPAs, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff for them to fill out and read and look at and materials to take away because they're going to want to know every nitty gritty and they're going to want to know the numbers. I'm going to have case studies. I'm going to have all that stuff. The artists, they're not going to care so much. The artists need a plan that's going to get them from here to there. The accountants, they want to know all the little nitty gritty. So we use a personality assessment called bank and based on your profession, we can kind of start to, to type you <laughs> into bank personalities. So it helps us kind of understand, okay, well, the talk needs to be a little bit more nurturing. It needs to be a little bit more blueprinty. Like it has to be like, or it has to be very knowledge driven, or it has to be very action driven. Right. And so based on that audience, we're going to look at, okay, we're going to take the same presentation, but is it going to be all action, 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 action? Because those are the people that are in the room. You're in a room full of trial attorneys. There better not be like a second of stillness. <laughs> they will eat you alive like sharks. So again, what you're saying is a lot of your preparation is going to be based on the amount of information that the actual event host planner can actually provide to you so that you can really craft the best experience to be well, most impactful. Now that I think about what your whole podcast is about, <laughs> here's a PSA to the event plan. The more information that you give your speakers as much as possible about who's going to be there, what the demographic is, what their likes, what their don't likes are, what you know about them, any demographic information, how you put their book ad messaging together for them, what is that whole psychographic demographic information is going to inform that speaker on exactly how to deliver a message that is the most impactful to that audience. So if that's the thing that you're looking for, if it's a message out to your event planners out there, stop, you send out, oh, I, well, we have this event that's going to happen and there's going to be 200 people there. Would you like to speak? No. <laughs> there's going to be 200 people there. This is their demographic. This is psychographic. This is the age range. This is the, you know, this is what they're into. This is what they're not into. Talk about this. Don't talk about this. Look at this. Da, da, da. And that will help inform that speaker how to best. They're going to give the same talk. What's the spin, right? I have different examples if I'm talking to a group of hairdressers, right? Then if I'm talking to a group of architects, the examples that I'm going to use are completely different. The talk is going to be the same talk, but the examples are going to be different, tailored for that audience. Thank you, Joe. Thank yeah. you. I pull it out of you. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, you. 
I'm going to tell you what happens when you don't do that is you make the speaker do a lot of work because what the speaker then has to do from the front of the room is let me see who's in the room. How many of you are entrepreneurs? How many of you are this? How many talks have you been to that you've seen the speaker doing that at the beginning of the room? You know what that speaker is doing? Trying to figure out how to position to talk. That's what that speaker is doing. And you shouldn't make, if you're a really great event planner, you shouldn't make the speaker do that work in the room. It hurts how the talk will land. The more information the speaker has before they get there, the more information they have on that audience, the better that talk is going to be. And you, as the event planner, will be known as a hero, as the event planner of event planners, because that speaker will have had everything that they needed to deliver a spectacular talk that's going to blow everybody's socks off. And that's the name of the game. I'm here for it. I also, I really still feel like I need to point out, I did a reverse you. I definitely, I did a reverse you. <laughs> Not there by yourself. Um, so switch gears just a little bit. What is your favorite type of event to be booked for? Like, when I say type, I mean like virtual, hybrid, in-person. I like in-person events. I like in-person events because I like the energy. I like seeing the people afterward. I like, you know, if it's an event where I have an opportunity to have books, I like autographing stuff. You know, I like that the high touch of it. I like summits, like big summits, because big summits you get, you know, you get thousands of people and it's way more fun. And it's, it's a fun place to be and fun to work with people in that type of environment. How do people typically find you for booking? Well, one way to do it is to go to joemeeting.com and fill out the form. <laughs> okay. Hey. That's a straightforward way. Yeah. But like, typically speaking, like on average, right? If someone mm -hmm. is like, gosh, I love that guy. Do you typically, do they always find you through joemeeting.com? Or is it normally like, oh, they're going through your social media? Or yeah, they might, they might find me on LinkedIn. And I make everything easy, right? So I'm linkedinjoe.com. Takes you right to my LinkedIn. So if you want to go to my LinkedIn page, I try and make things as easy as possible for people so that people can find me. And usually if they see a video or something that I did, there's a link back to, to our website to start Grow Manage. You know, there's usually a link somewhere. Now, lately, I don't do a lot. I haven't been doing a whole lot of speaking. You know, I've just been, because we, we've been kind of heads down, really focused on the delivery of our services and, and product. But yeah, I'd love to kind of hang out and do that. All right. Well, guys, trust and believe I'll put the stuff, all the stuff, all the easy stuff in the show notes for you. If you want to reach out to Mr. Joe Rojas, you know, if you want to book him to speak, if you maybe you just want to have some kind of consultation in the way that you're approaching your speakers. Maybe you want to help to develop your strategy of continuing to grow your event planning business to that million dollar mark if you're not already there. If you are working with corporations and you really want to understand how to position yourself to have those kinds of conversations to service them better, Joe is your guy. If you just want to connect with him for the sake of connecting with him, I'm totally going to load this on you. The links are in the show notes. So Joe, thank you so much for chatting with me. Oh my goodness. I just realized, I don't think I told anybody about what we do on a Wednesday. Yeah, no, I was, was going to say, hey, you're going to leave them all hanging. So <laughs> every Wednesday for about one hour, 
Joe alongside a group of amazing forward thinking action oriented business owners and I get together and we basically mastermind out how we're going to get to the next stage of our businesses and we are led by our fearless leader Joe. Joe kind of helps with this very well put together way of keeping us accountable to kind of push us forward. Like almost those weird accountability things that we're not even like ready to accept yet. And then when we finally push through and do them, we're like, dang it. Thanks, Joe. If you want to know more about that, that'll also be in the show notes for you. I'm pretty sure that Joe's going to let y'all do a test run if y'all are really about it, right? I did a Really test about run. it, you can apply. So now on our website, there's a place where you could apply to join that group. Uh-huh. So you just, when you, if you go to the website, either thrivers360.com or stargrowmanage.com, and you scroll, you'll see it says apply now. You fill out that form and we'll give you a test run. Okay, come on. Come and see if you qualify to hang out with the cool kids. So you can get to the next stage of your business. Thank you so much, Joe. Really appreciate you. Appreciate you for having me in your life in general. And just for being such a really great and impactful person and helping me to continue to level up. And and hopefully you guys understand exactly what it is that you need to attract and get those top tier speakers that are really going to make a big difference for your audiences at your events. And remember, you are If this sounds like a show you'd listen to and you're down to learn with someone who's just trying to get through life one day at a time, go ahead and hit subscribe. When you listen to the episodes, if you really like them, which I suspect you will, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Trying to hit some platform milestones, so, you know, please take a minute to do so. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.